Dark. I am your host. I am Kyle Reese for Birds on the Black, uh, for Prospects After Dark. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the start of the 2020 St. Louis Cardinals baseball season, as well as the start of the 2020 Prospects After Dark regular season. Cam Nieseler says, hey, Kyle, what's up, Cam? How are you? Josh says, hello, hello, hello. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Prospects After Dark. Look, I am thoroughly excited about having a chance to talk baseball uh, with some pretty amazing people like yourselves uh, and, and I'm anxious to uh, to get it over with like to get going not to get it over with I'm anxious to get going I don't want the season to ever to end so uh, you know let's get it going Jiggy says hello everyone uh, no alcohol but I got weed cheers pad family uh, however you decide to get crunk I recommend you get crunk as you might suspect we are drinking four roses Regular bourbon, uh, the the yellow label. I don't know what I just put that on. Uh, we're drinking out of our out of our amazing birds on the black mug that you can find at birdsontheblack.com. I love this thing. It's like sixteen ounces. It's huge. You can get a lot of a lot of liquid in this here uh, this here drink. Uh, I raise my glass to the pad people to the St. Louis Cardinals uh, for starting the regular season out pretty well. Uh, you know, take the series, win two or three. Kind of a rough showing today, but hey, look, I love what I saw out of those first two games. And there were still some positive things to take out of today. So to the St. Louis Cardinals, to all my friends out there having a drink with me or getting high uh, uh, or masturbating or seeking pleasure in whichever way that you define, uh, I raise my glass. Let's see. Cardinals fan 022 says two and one. That's right. Our good friend Jeff Niehaus says, what's up, what's up, what's up? What's up, Jeff? How are you? Jay Clark, 1999. Uh, let's see. Uh, Ernest. All right, uh, John Greco says the Corona breakout on the Marlins is concerning. Yeah, holy cow! You talk about a a crappy way to um, cap what was a celebratory weekend. All of a sudden, the Marlins have four four guys, right? Four guys that are test positive, and it's not looking good. I'm anxious to, to see how Major League Baseball. Well, I'm already going too fast. You can tell I haven't done it in a while. I'm anxious to see how Major League Baseball handles this and what procedures and precautions are put moving put in place moving forward. I'm also anxious to see. Uh, what this means for a taxi squad. I saw Don Mattingly say something that there was a chance that they might expand the taxi squad. Uh, with something like this happening, it makes a lot of sense. Ryan, my friend from uh, uh, Comet, uh, my coffee friend from Comet. Hello, Ryan. How are you? Welcome to Prospects After Dark. That's a nice mug from Jigsy. That's right, Jigsy. Honestly, go over to uh, Birds on the Black, get that mug. It benefits uh, minor leaguers. And uh, look, we're all here to help, and we're all here to, uh, to do, what, do what must be done, you know? Uh, that's a nice mug. Uh, Josh says, we won the first series, so I can't complain. It was a pretty terrible game today, though. Yeah, there was base running blunders, uh, bad approach at the plate. Our good friend Art Lippo uh, mentioned something on Twitter about, you know, if you just throw the Cardinals sliders in the lower half 85% of the time, they're not going to hit. And I think that that's, if you look at what we saw this week's end so far, that that might actually be the case. But let's wait and see. You know, uh, again, judging on a positive note or a negative note uh, as a definitive, just three games into the season probably isn't the right thing to do. Uh, but I will say that I was pretty encouraged with what I saw um, out of two of the three games. And then there were some positives to take out of today. Uh, it was a terrible game, though. Fair enough. There are little positives. That, like, one comes to mind is Junior Fernandez pitched extremely well. Uh, Yachty still looks like Yachty. Um, Lane Thomas covered a lot of ground in center field. He got thrown out stealing, but he, he uh, you know, on a, on a pass ball or whatever – and uh, but he got there. He beat it. Just got his hand off the bag. There were a couple positives to take in it all. Um, I thought Gomber came in and pitched well. But yeah, you're right. For the most part, it was a pretty ugly game. Cardinals fan zero twenty two says I honestly think Hudson shouldn't be in the rotation. Now uh, it is Javier Molina saved Dakota Hudson. 
uh, a couple different times. And, you know, what I'll say is I thought for three innings, we saw a version of Dakota Hudson that looked a lot like the kid that made a lot of adjustments in spring training that had us all kind of excited that maybe he had taken the next step in his development. That fourth inning, he definitely fatigued, and sending him out there for the fifth inning was a poor choice by the manager, probably trying to get him a win, probably trying to show that he has confidence in him. Look, uh, that's the National League Manager of the Year over there. I'm not going to be too critical just yet, but it was definitely the wrong move to make to keep him in as long as he was kept in. Uh, but that's okay. Look, we're talking about early in the year. It was already 4-1, to one, trying to figure some things out. But, you know, I've been very vocal about saying that I think Ryan Helsley would have been a better selection for the rotation long term. I think you could probably argue that Austin Gomber or Daniel Ponce de Leon are a better option than Dakota Hudson. But let's not get down on Dakota Hudson yet. We saw a lot of positive steps in three innings along with spring training. And let's see if he can build on it. Uh uh, Jakey Vonderhaar, our good friend, says, Cody Whitley looks funny, and I like it. Yeah, uh, my good friend Matt Thompson over from uh, uh, Prospects Live made a comment that if he tried to repeat Cody Whitley's delivery, he'd break his knees. Uh, I would break both of my knees. I'd throw my back out. I'd throw my shoulder out. But it's a quirky, deceptive delivery. You know, Brad Thompson, who's been great this weekend on the broadcast, Brad Thompson did a great job of illustrating how it creates deception. Um, uh how it creates deception. And more importantly than the deception he's creating with his mechanics is he throws everything from the same slot. Now he's pretty well only throwing fastballs and sliders for the Cardinals uh, in the minors. He also throws a changeup and a curve. I think the changeup can play at the major league level. We'll see if Yachty calls upon it. I doubt he will. Um, but uh, yeah, look, he's, he's funky. He's fun. He's a great story. Division two kid recovering from Tommy John when he was drafted. A lot of positives, a lot of excitement there. I like Cody Whitley a lot. Uh, Cameron Niesner says, uh, Thoughts on the outfield after the first eight and a third. Uh, the outfield had a rough game today. Uh, Tyler O'Neill didn't produce. Came came up in some important situations. Dexter Fowler had the same kind of thing. I thought Ling Thomas played a really good center field. Um, but, you know, by and large, I would say you, you look at Monday and Tuesday, especially with Dexter Fowler and Tyler O'Neill, and you look at uh, the way that they got on base those first two games, even with Harrison Bader getting hit a couple times and stealing a base. Uh, I was, I'm pleased so far with what I've seen out of the outfield. You know, I, um, I'm one of these people, as much as I love Dylan Carlson and as much as I'm ready for Dylan Carlson to be a member of the St. Louis Cardinals, I also want to see what the Cardinals have out of Lane Thomas before they get there. And as long as Dexter Fowler's pitching in the way that he pitched in in the first two games, and as long as Tyler O'Neill's pitching in the way that he's pitching in the first two games, I'm happy. Now, uh, Prince Sex bobbled a ball out in left field that probably cost a run today. I don't suspect that that'll happen again. It just got underneath his feet. It was weird. Uh, but I've been impressed with the strides that Prince Sex has made in left field. Uh, I, I will say that, truth be told, the loudest I've got watching a Cardinal game in a long time was that home run in game one by Tyler O'Neill. I am rooting for him. He deserves to be, uh, you deserve to root for him. or He deserves to be rooted for. Uh, and that was an exciting moment. I like that he's taken better at bats. I'm pleased with that. I thought uh, Harrison Bader's taken better at bats, although it isn't always good. Dexter Fowler's taking good at bats, uh, uh, and I want to see more out of Lane Thomas. So I will say that I'm not necessarily disappointed with the outfield. I'm definitely one of the people who's ready for uh, Dylan Carlson, whatever it happens. I wouldn't expect it to happen this week, uh, but I also want to see out of, more out of Lane Thomas. So uh, it's been a good start. We'll see where it goes from here. John Greco, when Reyes and Cabrera are ready, do they come up? If so, who goes down? Uh, my guess would be... Well, so today's, today was kind of a fun thing, right? Junior Fernandez came in, and although he couldn't throw a strike in those inter-squad games, he comes in and pitches what I thought was pretty damn well. Uh, and then, you know, you had Cody Whitley, who pitched really damn well. Uh, those are two positive things. My thought would be that they'd be the two guys on the chopping block. 
But I guess it just depends on if the Cardinals starters are are extended out more than uh, than we realize. If if the Cardinals starters look like they might be able to go five or six pretty quickly, then I wouldn't be surprised if Daniel Ponce de Leon or Austin Gomber are one of those two guys. I'm not saying I agree with that, um, but that would be my that's what I would suspect. Now I also think that Reyes has a better chance of getting called up than Cabrera. I would think Cabrera uh, might depend on Tyler Webb getting hurt or Austin Gomber or. Uh, 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 or Andrew Miller, something like that. But um, I'll be anxious to see what they do with Reyes. But yeah, my guess is if if they decide to go with Reyes and Cabrera, you're looking at one of the four of uh, Whitley and Fernandez and Ponce Adelion and uh, Gomber would be on the chopping block. But right now, I don't see them changing much. Uh, Cardinals fan 22 says me, DeYoung, and O'Neal look really good. That's right, uh, Mister. Oh no, you meant Mister. So yeah, I thought uh, I thought look. Paul DeYoung has looked spectacular, in my opinion. Like, this is the Paul DeYoung that we saw at the beginning of last year uh, that was that was uh, crowning in spring training. I'm really excited about what the year might might bear out for Paul DeYoung if he doesn't take a pitch on the hands. And, yeah, I, I look, I've been very happy with what I've seen out of Mr. O'Neill. Another positive from the first three games, much fewer strikes. Strikeouts, yeah. I uh, That was one thing that I meant to bring up. I had every intention of bringing up tonight at some point. Our good friend Josh, uh, Josh is not Tommy. Josh is not at home or whatever uh, that he's brought up here. And that's a really important part too. You know, the less strikeouts, the better they're putting more balls into play. Um, and, and that's a positive Hudson is nothing special. No, no. Uh, Dakota Hudson is nothing special, but he's still a, a very, very solid back of the back of the rotation option. Uh, and specifically with this infield defense, he has the potential to be more than that. Uh, let's see. Going to need more aging out of the DH. I thought, look, Again, today was kind of a rough day for everyone, and especially, look, Dexter Fowler, Matt Carpenter, and Tyler O'Neill all came up in a vital situation today that could have steered that game in a different direction, and none of them produced in that situation. Uh, that's where they really are going to need Matt Carpenter to produce, especially in that five spot. But I think Carpenter's taken good at bats. I think he's done a little production, uh, and I'm not, I'm not so down on, on Carpenter as the DH three games in now. If that ball that he took to the knee today has lingering side effects, I don't want him playing on Tuesday and Wednesday. Uh, let's, you know, you have all of these bench option, options. You have 15 position players. Uh, you don't need to run them out there for a day. You can give Ron Hellervelo those at-bats or Austin Dean, God forbid, or uh, Edmundo Sosa. Like, uh, you could get creative here. You could give Lane Thomas the at-bats, uh, put him out and left, let Prince Sex hit or Fowler hit and get creative. Um, but, uh you don't need to run them out there. But again, I'm not so worried about the DH right now. We'll see how it looks in a week because a week is a big difference. Uh, let's see. Hudson looks like a number six starter and long reliever. Um, yeah, potentially. Yeah, potentially. But even today, like or you look at last year when he was pretty much what he was today, uh, that's still a pretty good fourth or fifth starter in the league. But it's all dependent on, as we know, it is very dependent on how fielding is behind him I uh, need more Brad Thompson yeah Brad Thompson has been incredible I thought Brad Thompson is great I thought Dan McLaughlin's been pretty good um, I didn't get to listen to any of the games I'm pretty bummed out about that uh, but I can't wait to hear Mike Shannon and John Rooney for the first time although I guess I, we won't hear it for the next couple games uh, it'll be Rick Horton so I will avoid the radio broadcast uh, but uh, I'm anxious to hear Shannon as soon as possible uh, which I missed these last three games. Do you, John Redbird says, do you feel like the ball was really carrying the series just based on watching outfielders track? 
Uh, I think that there's an argument to be made, although I thought it was a home run right off the bat that Tyler O'Neill's ball was not going to be a home run. Uh, but I thought it was. Uh, so I'm going to I'm going to hold off on that. The Dexter Fowler home run baffled me. I did not expect that. Uh, I thought for sure that the ball that Paul Goldschmidt hit was going to be hit in Big Mac, Big Mac land off the bat. I called that. Um, but, uh, yeah, I do think the ball is traveling. But I think it's traveling like it travels in summer. I think what we're really struggling with is that we're used to seeing fans cheer and react, and we're used to seeing them react to it. Now, I, the ball might be traveling, and I'm sure the stats will show that. And, you know, right now baseball is going through an adjustment with stat cast as they go from Hawkeye, from Trackman to Hawkeye. Some of their, their numbers have been ridiculous, but I definitely think that we have to retrain our eyes uh, to understand how balls are moving in the outfield because there isn't a backdrop of fans. Uh, Pat is back. I'm hard. That's right, Andy Pants. Pat is back. I'm hard. So the other thing I'm drinking is a pina colada from the Zing Zang mix uh, with some Bacardi in it. So we got bourbon, we got Bacardi, uh, and two being hard during Prospects After Dark. Ernest says cards always overvalue their prospects. Yeah, Cardinals, all teams overvalue their prospects. And the reason is because they're cost controlled. Can we talk about the Pirates catchers framing today? Yeah, Stallings, that dude, umpires should be embarrassed. It's so obvious that he's framing and bringing stuff back into the zone. It's not even like clever or cute, but he gets away with it. He's known for that. That wasn't just the umpires on Friday and today. Like that's what he's known for. And it baffles me that he gets away with it. He must give really great hand jobs. Uh, Victoria says, hello there. Hello there, Victoria. How are you? Uh, let's see. Uh, uh, Ernest says, Tyler O'Neill lead the league in home runs. I don't think that that's going to happen, but I, he could be up there. Ton had two ground outs with XBA of, uh, 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 from the tricky of 0. .420 today. He's hitting the ball hard, uh, and that's what matters. He's not striking out. He's hitting the ball hard. Again, I, I tweeted about it, but this is the Tyler O'Neill that I saw in the minor leagues. Uh, he, again, he hasn't quite incorporated the power yet into that but as as he gets more confidence and gets more time you're going to see the tyler o'neill that i've been gushing about for years that i know can be an impact major league bat uh and all he has to do is stay confident in himself and that's what we'll see uh he, he should that is a gentleman who should not doubt himself in any capacity just trust who he is and hit uh because when he's doing that uh when he's playing his game when he's not overextending when he's feeling comfortable you can see how good he has the potential to be Jigsy, Pirates getting tossed and then having a socially distanced argument was a good moment. Yeah, what a great, funny moment that was. See, what I want out of the season is weird moments, and that was fun. Like, I had a ton of fun watching that. I'm, I was on my exercise bike. I mean, my exercise bike into my living room, and I was watching the game on the exercise bike listening to music. So I didn't even have any idea what the hell was going on, and I could tell what was happening, but I didn't really know what was going on. And it was hilarious. I was laughing. Uh, again, I... I this season needs to be weird. It needs to be wild. It needs to be kind of crazy. And if we get that, then I think we're all going to be pretty happy about it, uh, as long as the Cardinals are winning. Bader pitch recognition is questionable. Yeah, um, I am really on the fence about Harrison Bader right now because I personally feel, and you know, guy, you know me, everybody who's watched Prospects After Dark knows this. I've been telling everyone that I view Harrison Bader as a fourth outfielder. Now, people take that as a, a, a knock on him. I mean that as a compliment. I don't think people realize how valuable it is to have a fourth outfielder like that with his skill set, uh, trying to knock down my own biases with him or my own thoughts about him. I feel like I've seen a little improvement. Now I worry something's weird out in the outfield. I, I don't know. I'm just there. He hasn't had a whole lot of chances, so I'll hold off on that. <coughs> Pardon me. But, um, I think that I've seen some positives, uh, with Harrison Bader 
it just hasn't produced yet. But he will always deal with questionable uh, pitch recognition. Uh, so that is a valid concern to bring up our good friend Luke Floosh. Uh, hello, April. How are you, April? And my cousin Charlie. Hi, Kyle. We miss you. I miss you guys, too. Uh, Iwanek, are they still at 29? Yeah, uh, so um, I heard um, I heard Mike Schilt talking about it today on KMOX on Sports uh, uh, Sports on a Sunday Morning with Tom Ackerman, and he was saying that Gio threw a really good bullpen and that he's close. I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Gio Gallegos was uh, on the 30-man by the, uh, the time they leave Minnesota. Let's see. Uh, let people enjoy a ball game. Yeah, sure. Uh, going to keep everything closed until November 4th. Uh, hold on. I'm just going to mute you. Uh, and her mom. Let's see. Are you a fan of Edmund at third, or would you rather have Carpet third, maybe O'Neal DHing? I like the way that they have it now, Cameron. Uh, you know, there was a questionable play here or there with Tommy Edmund, but I will say that, uh, you know, Edmund made a great play in the ninth. Edmund is an athletic defender. I like the way they're doing it right now. Oh, boy, we're going to end up having problems here, I can tell. My little camera setup's falling apart. I'm just going to adjust it. Maybe that'll work. No. Uh, so, yeah, I like the way it is. I prefer O'Neal out in left field. I think he's done a better than that ball that got caught between his legs today. I think he's going to continue to do a good job as he adjusts to left field uh, uh, and uh, gets the reads off just a little bit better. JT Vonderhaar says, when do we see Dylan Carlson? This is something I've been talking a lot about, not just in group chats, but with everybody who has a question or a thought about it. Look, you guys know I love Dylan Carlson. You know that I believe that Dylan Carlson is one of the three best outfield options for the St. Louis Cardinals moving forward. Uh, but what I think is most likely um, is that he isn't seen until any two of the following happens. Uh, uh, and let me rephrase that. Sorry, I've got a little gnat rolling around here and I'm, I'm distracted. I'm like a dog. It's going to take two things to happen. It's going to take a combination of people getting hurt, two people getting either hurt or being ineffective, or a combination of the two is what I'm trying to say. Because they still need to see what they what they have out of Lane Thomas. I'm going to try to adjust this. They still need to see what they have out of Lane Thomas, and they're very much still in on uh, giving, sorry guys, uh, uh, giving uh, uh, you know Harrison Bader and Tyler O'Neill and Dexter follow their due time. So it, it would, you know, logic would say that it's going to take two of those guys failing or getting hurt, or a combination of those two things uh, for him to make his debut. So Personally, I think that I think that some combination of Lane Thomas and Tyler O'Neill, whether it be with Bader or Fowler, uh, uh, sticks around for quite some time. So I wouldn't suspect it this week. I think more than likely you're talking about August if it happens. Uh, Rocco Cantina says, what do you think about the prospects that are making up the Astros bullpen right now? You know, unfortunately, I don't know much about the prospects that are making up the Astros bullpen right now. Uh, we are. This is a Cardinals Twitter thing, and I'm sorry about that. Um, here's what I know is Jeff Lunau, before he was fired, uh, did a really great job of, of, of scouting, of drafting, of signing international talent. Uh, that organization has, a, has an ability, has had an ability, to get the most out of their pitchers. Um, of course, Trevor Bauer has thoughts about that. Uh, I don't know enough about it, so I'll keep my mouth shut. And uh, I, I think that there's a good chance that anyone that's been in the Astros organization from a minor league standpoint over the last couple of years is going to reap the benefits of a progressive forward thinking organization uh, uh, like the Astros. Uh, John Redbird says, is there a better overall infield defense in the NL than the Cardinals? I don't think so. Um, again, three games in, we're going to have to wait and see. I definitely think Edmund is an upgrade over Carpenter at third base. You know, we, we know what DeYoung and Wong can do in the middle to, obviously Paul Goldschmidt's one of the best defensive uh, first basemen. So, so no, you know, I think, I think is, 
as Mr. Edmund gets more time at third, I think we're going to see some of the question marks that we have get erased. Um, but I would that like my thought is I, I like this defense a lot. It's definitely a top tier in baseball, and uh, that's that's great stuff. Iowa Neck, uh, thoughts on Kim as closer? Yeah, I think we can all agree that that first game was rocky. There's no other way to put it. It seemed to me like he was slowing his arm down uh, the entire time, which probably meant that he was trying to locate. I know that somebody said, I can't remember if it was on the broadcast or otherwise, that he felt really nervous. And by the way, hello, Tara. It's nice to see you. Um, that he felt kind of nervous and he was feeling it. I have a feeling that, you know, we'll get to Minnesota. Hopefully he gets a safe chance. And uh, hopefully we can see that guy that we saw at the inter-squad games who was just lights out, throwing it as hard as he could, not slowing down his mechanics, not slowing down his arms, who was just dishing. As far as, like, making him the closer, I said it on Chirps earlier in the week. I was lucky enough to talk to Alex Crisofoli on Chirps, subbed in for Tara Wellman, our good friend. And my belief is that uh, I love it. Like, it's a weird season. Let's get weird. Put him in a closer. You know, kid seems to have balls of steel. Let's see where it goes from there. Uh, our good friend Stu Styles. Stu, I'm going to raise my pina colada to you, bud. Yeah, no way that Goldie was only 381. I agree. Yeah, that, that's a 400-foot home run. Uh, again, we're as we talked about in the pad uh, fantasy baseball group chat, we are going to see an adjustment period between um, uh, uh, Trackman and Hawkeye, and we'll see where that goes. But uh, the numbers right now are ridiculous. You don't need to look any further than Mike Ford hitting a ball, uh, an estimated 680 feet or whatever it was, because that ball would have gone out of Yankee Stadium if that was the case. Uh, how you feeling about Carlos's start on Tuesday from Martinez hooked? I am excited about it. I cannot wait to see Carlos Martinez. I wouldn't be surprised if just like we've seen in the past in the first inning, he's having trouble settling down. But I have a feeling that once he settles down, we are in for a treat. Now, I also think that Carlos Martinez is a pitcher who could probably go five or six innings. And I'm anxious to see how Schilt handles him. Because if Schilt does not give Carlos Martinez the same respect, the same treatment that he gave Dakota Hudson today, I'm going to be tweeting about it and I'm going to be aggressive about it. Uh, but I'm excited about it. I'm excited for him. He's earned this opportunity, and I think he's going to make the best of it. Cardinal fan, 0-22. But again, it's worth mentioning that that Twins offense is a different beast than what we saw out of the Pirates. That Twins team is a national or an American League contender. They're probably going to win the AL Central. They, you might be hard pressed to find a team that's better suited to pick to win the uh, the AL championship. So uh, we'll wait and see where it goes. But yeah, I, I'm excited about him. Cards fan 22 says, do you believe the pitchers are ahead of the hitters right now? No. No, that was one of my arguments with us. Like, I was yelling at the TV all weekend about pitchers being ahead of the hitters. Uh, I get that narrative. And especially if you've been calling the games during inner squad, like, I get it. I get it. I'm like, I get what you're saying. I, but it's not true. It's not true at all. And it, with the juice ball or not, it's not true. We saw it in more today. You know, we have aces going up against aces. I bet you if you were to take, what, there would have been, 26 teams that played uh, on Friday night. I bet you if you took that, compared it to opening day of 2019, I bet the numbers were close. And even more so, if you were to compare it to July 24th of last year, I bet the numbers were pretty close. And you're not even talking about having equal, equal, you know, top of the rotations going against each other. Uh, and then the numbers inflated throughout the weekend. So that's nonsense. That's a, It's a narrative that's got to go away that – Makes the broadcast look bad. Uh, ben Mazzara says, will Bader become a spot starter? And, and are and they'll go with a Carlson-Thomas split later in the season? We'll see. I, <clears throat> pardon me. I don't know what to think at this point. I, I don't have any preconceived notions about it other than I believe that O'Neal and Fowler and Bader and uh, uh, Thomas are going to get a fair shake before we see Carlson. 
Uh, and I'm anxious to see Carlson if we do. You know, the best case scenario for the St. Louis Cardinals is that they don't have to call on Dylan Carlson this year. That would mean that the, that combo is producing really, really well. Again, that's just my guess. I would imagine that that's how the Cardinals would handle it. Uh, but, I, you know, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. I personally don't think we're going to see Dylan Carlson until we see two of those guys fail or get hurt. And uh, if Carlson's up, then I'm excited about it. But there won't be a split when Carlson comes up. He's going to be the starter, whether it be in center, left, or right. Uh, so that's my thought on that. Uh, Wyatt Holt Guru says, Ozuna homer, uh, no doubt are there. So two home runs on the season for Marcelo Ozuna. Uh, uh, um, uh, April says, wait, can we circle back to this exercise bike? I've had an exercise bike in my house since I moved in here. Uh, too bad we can't DH for Bader. It's usually the exercise bike. What's up, Holden Cantor? How are you, bud? Uh, usually the exercise bike is in my dining room, and my dining room table is right here in my living room. Uh, but I put uh, uh, the exercise bike in front of the TV because I thought, you know what? I want to watch the Cardinals game on my big 55-inch TV, and uh, I want to. I have to get on the exercise bike. Uh, let's see. Jigsy says, Ozuna with another bomb off the, lol, the LOL Mets, the poor Mets. Uh, Club Kareem, our good friend Cloud Kareem says KK is definitely not fit for back into the bullpen. I don't think we know if KK is fit for back into the bullpen. I think what we do is we pigeonhole pitchers to, to closers, to being guys who have to throw 99 miles an hour and 97 miles an hour. I think with his potential deception, I think with the nastiness of his stuff, I think he can be a very good back into the bullpen guy. You know, he got out of that jam. He let up some runs, but he got out of the jam the other night. I think that's a positive. Let's, let's wait and see. Uh, before we start saying if he's a back end of the bullpen guy or not. None of us know. And predicting it, sure, like that's what we're all here for. That's why we're on Twitter. That's why we're here dropping comments on pads. That's why this cocksucker right here is saying shit uh, to a camera and a microphone uh, 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 to all of you. Uh, but I don't think that I've seen one way or the other to be able to say that he's a back end of the bullpen type or not. CDY Fry says, damn, it feels good to have baseball back. Yeah, I'll raise my glass of bourbon to that. It feels amazing to have baseball back. You know, these last three days have been a ton of fun, even with the loss today. It's been exciting to tweet about baseball. It's been exciting to have fun watching the thing that we all love while we were all here together. Uh, so to CDY Fry, to all the pad people, all the baseball fans out there, uh, not just Cardinal fans, to the St. Louis Cardinals, actually to my, uh, my co-supervisor Rex Pig, who uh, is covering my duty at work tonight, I raise my glass to all of you. Thank you for taking care of me and allowing me to enjoy my weekend to the fullest. Uh, for the first time in eight months or whatever. B. Rick Forrest says, should Bader be looking on capitalizing early in the count? Yes. That is something that uh, our good friend Zach Gifford wrote about, about how he gets too selective, takes a lot of strikes down the middle. That is something that I would love to see. You know, I, I think, you know, one thing we saw earlier in, like, in the inter-squad games, and we saw on Friday night in particular with, with Matt Carpenter, is when he's hunting early in strikes, he has success. I think Harrison Bader would do well to follow that same that same philosophy. Uh, I don't know if that's something that, that um, Jeff Albert is on board with. More than likely, they're trying to get him to see as many pitches as possible. But, um, yeah, I think, I think look, I am, as I taught Little League, and Little League is different than Major League Baseball, obviously. But I'm all about hunting for your pitch. And if you get your pitch in the first pitch, you should hammer it. And if you don't hammer it, then you still got a couple more opportunities uh, but I'm all about an aggressive approach at the plate on a 0-0 count uh, or a 1-0 count or an 0-1 count. Holden says, do you think Ravello will get us some time at DH this season? Yeah, I absolutely do, Holden. Uh, you know, my thought, and we talked about it just a couple minutes ago, is I think that you'll see Ravello maybe at DH uh, here on Tuesday night, depending on Matt Carpenter's knee. You know, he fouled that ball off his knee and it didn't look good. He stayed in the game and struck out. 
but it uh, it didn't look good. Um, so yeah, yeah, that's uh, that, that like that's I think we'll see a little time here or there, uh, depending on you know the other thing is with two days off it might not happen. Uh, but they're about ready to get into the thick of it. August, there's a lot of games in August. There aren't a whole lot of times off, to, a whole lot of days off in August. So uh, I, I would imagine that in August you're going to see a little bit more lineup rotation than what we might see here in the first couple of weeks. Our good friend Jeff Jones says. Shield said this AM that Geo will be activated Tuesday. Pad news. Yeah, we talked about that just a little bit earlier, uh, Mr. Jones. Uh, I, we listened to uh, sports on a Sunday morning, and that was one of the things that we talked about. Uh, Cam Neeser says, Jeff Baum. I like that. Uh, Holden Cantor says, how do you feel about Michaelis going into his start on Wednesday? Uh, I, You know, you cannot, just like with spring training, you cannot invest too much in what goes on on the inter-squad games. I thought he showed good command of his, of his breaking pitches. He got rocked uh, for a home run in the inter-squad game, but... You know, my concern with Michaelis is that for two straight years, he's gotten off to a really tough start. But again, those games came in Milwaukee uh, and then playing and pitching to Milwaukee. Minnesota is a great offense. He's going to have his handful. Carlos Martinez is going to have his hands full. I'm more concerned about the offense, than, uh, the Twins offense, than I am about Michaelis, if that makes sense. Like in the pecking order of my concerns, that's how I would do it. Now, unfortunately, the two of them are, at, are working together here. Uh, so it's hard to say one over the other exactly, if you know what I mean. Um, but uh, I think as a fifth starter or a fourth starter, I think I'm still happy with Michaelis. I, I want them to continue to use Gomber in long relief. I want them to use Daniel Ponce de Leon other than for one out in the ninth. Uh, again, such a poor usage of Daniel Ponce de Leon on Saturday night, or, uh, Saturday afternoon. Uh, I want them to be able to have him ready to go uh, as soon as possible. I'm sure he'll be ready to go on Wednesday uh, if the opportunity presents itself. But, uh, look, I have, I'm not any kind of way about Michaelis as long as he's healthy. Uh, let's see. Ozuna looking good so far, but Bader is still starting outfield stupid. Again, I'm not going to get into the Marcelo Ozuna thing. I don't believe it was the right thing to do to sign Marcelo Ozuna. Uh, and remember, even if Marcelo Ozuna was here, Harrison Bader would still be playing. It's not uh, Tyler O'Neill would be playing in center or Lane Thomas would be playing in center. No, it would be Marcelo Ozuna and left or DHing, uh, and then... Tommy Edmond in left and Harrison Bader in center or something like that. But it would not be O'Neal starting. It, it would be, it'd be Marcel and Bader or Bader and Edmond. So uh, if those two things don't operate on the same wavelength for me. Hello, MLB Trades. How are you? Uh, uh, Holden's thing. Would you love if everyone here could give us a follow? Also, what's up, Kyle? Nice to see you, bud. Uh, let's see. Uh, chances of a DH switch regardless of injury. Uh, Ryan V. Look, I think uh, I think we've seen in the past that when the tough gets going, Schilt is willing to make the adjustments with the veterans. We saw it last year. You know, they called Tommy Edmond. Edmond makes some some looks really great, and we see Carpenter's time you know time go down the drain. Um, uh, of course, he went on the aisle and then came back and got more time. Uh, but yeah, of course. Look, I think that if the Cardinals want to compete, they'll let the standings dictate how they make these choices. I don't think it'll be like. All right, we're 14 games in. Uh, uh, we're going to make the change now. I think if they get a couple games back, I think then that's when they're going to have to be aggressive about change. I think fans are going to be frustrated about the pace for which they are aggressive about change. Uh, but I, I would think that every position is up for a change other than DeYoung and Goldie and probably Wong would be my guess. Jeff says, uh, Hawkeye has thus far made the StatCast game feed lag by three pitches. Very stinky and bad. Yeah, my guess is that uh, it was something we were trying to figure out. I, I don't like Hawkeye. I think it's poor so far. I know it was supposed to be more accurate. I know it's the difference between radar, which is what TrackMan did, and optics, which is what they do, what Hawkeye does. Uh, but I think that uh, uh, it's not an improvement. 
my guess would be that they probably don't have enough hardware on site to track all that Hawkeye is supposed to be tracking because it's supposed to be tracking player movements, body movements, you know, uh, uh, pitch movement, barrel swing movements. Like it's supposed to be tracking everything. And uh, my guess is that uh, it's just overloaded. But uh, it's it's a new system. I know that it was implemented a little bit last year. And um, it might still take some time to get going. Stu says, Nelson Cruz going to DH till he's 60. I hope so. You know, Nelson Cruz now is like 97, 96 home runs away from 500. And I hope the 40-year-old gets it. Not this year. That'd be amazing. Although I take it back. If he gets 90-something home runs in a 60-game season, I'd be the happiest man on earth. That would be a ton of fun to watch. Uh, but, yeah, I'm rooting for Nelson Cruz. Why not? Who cares? I hope he gets 500 home runs. I hope he gets into Cooperstown. Uh, I, I think that'd be fun. I like Nelson Cruz a lot. And that's a, he's an entrepreneur. Uh, entrepreneur. He's, uh, uh, he's a volunteer. He is constantly involved in the community. He's done some amazing work. So you got to root for Nelson Cruz. To Nelson Cruz, uh, Cruz I raise my pina colada. Uh, let's see. The Tricky says, interesting. I'm waiting for them to update more than three pitchers on Savant. Yeah, bad stuff. Hello, uh, Ron Nuttall. Ron did an amazing interview last week with uh, Tom Ackerman that I only got to listen to 10 or 15 minutes of for uh, uh, Ruffled Feathers through Two Birds on a Bat. You got to check that out. Ron, you're an incredibly talented man that I feel privileged to have association with. Brian J underscore five says, or into the, to, until the Super Two Day passes again, I would not suspect that we see Dylan Carlson this week. And again, it's game six after game six or seven or whatever. Uh, do you think people were a little tough on Fowler today, given his first two games were pretty good? Yes. Uh, let me tell you, there's two things that are abundantly clear. No matter what Dexter Fowler does, whether good or bad, uh, and no matter what Harrison Bader does, good or bad, fans are going to turn on them. It's going to be like I tweeted out, uh, Dexter's gotten off to a great start. I didn't expect it because he's looked bad so far. It's great to see early on. And I got tweets, not just from one person, from multiple people saying, it's early still, or it won't last, or blah, blah, blah. Uh, so, yes, if he's bad, he's going to be unfairly criticized by a portion of the fan base. And the same thing with Harrison Bader. Look, I don't think Harrison Bader has been great. I don't think he's been good. I don't think he's been average. I think he's been slightly below average in two games. Uh, but he still creates opportunities on the base pass when he's on the base pass. He still got on the base pass because of his speed. And he's still a great defensive center fielder. So, if, if someone like myself, who has always been pretty critical about Harrison Bader as a hitter, dating back to his minor league days, um, uh, sorry, this is going to drive me nuts, uh, dating back to his minor league days, um, like, if I tweet out something positive, I get nothing but, like, negative responses, except for, you know, people being excited about it here and there who are lifelong Harrison Bader fans. Um, but uh, so that gives you some indication of, of what it's like. So, yeah, I think, I think for sure. Sorry, I've got to prop this up somehow. There we go. I think we're good now. Uh, I definitely think that there's unfair criticism being levied on Dexter Fowler so far. And again, for the record, I've, I've said loudly that I think the three best outfield options for the St. Louis Cardinals in this season are Dylan Carlson, Tyler O'Neill, and Lane Thomas. Uh, but that's not going to stop me from giving props where props are due. And I would recommend everybody does this. Uh, uh, let's be honest. Let's put our biases aside and give credit where credit is, is earned. Uh, Nick Nasty says, remember Edward Mujica? Don't need gas to be a closer. Yeah, and... and I would argue that anything – now, he threw that sinker, that splitter, right? Mojica threw that splitter that was devastating. I think that the slider, fastball, potential change, curve uh, combo from Kim can be deadly. I'm anxious to see what he looks like after he gets a few opportunities. Remember, uh, that's his – like, that's only his third save opportunity. I think he only had two save opportunities abroad. Um, 
So let's not judge him just yet. I, I think he throws ample velocity, you know, mid-90s, low-90s. Um, I, I think we I think he's going to end up being really good when it's all said and done. Iowa Next says, so what's going on in Springfield? Is it inter-squad games? Yeah, look, they're doing a lot of situational stuff. There are uh, Think about what they're doing. And remember, now you've got like 25 to 30 players down there. Think about what they're doing a lot like what uh, 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 summer camp was for the major leagues. Like they're doing simulated games, simulated situations, batting practice some days, pitching practice some days. It's a lot like what we saw out of Cardinals uh, summer camp, uh, mirroring that. Chuck14ALL says the cardboard cutouts look like they're having a great time. I love the cardboard cutouts. And I heard John Mazelek say that it was something that they weren't going to do. And I hate that. Like somebody slid into my DMs. I think it was our good friend Liz Buck. And mentioned that what they think the Cardinals should do is don't like do that for the fans and then donate that money to Cardinals care. I'm all on board with that. That's a great thing to do. I'll tell you what, if they allow the cardboard cutouts, I don't even think they need to donate to Cardinals care. I'm fine with them just pocketing the money. That works for me, but not doing that doesn't make any sense. It's an easy expenditure. It's something to get the fans excited. It also blends in with the crowd noise. It also makes it funny and hilarious during the broadcast. It's entertaining. There's no reason not to have the cardboard cutouts. It's There's just no reason for it. I love it. I think it's great. I think it's making the best of a bad situation, and it bums me out that the Cardinals aren't doing it. Cardinals fan 22 says, people might not agree, but Ravello hits just as good as Jose Martinez. Now, he has the potential, in my opinion, to hit just as good as Jose Martinez. But we'll say we haven't seen it yet. Uh, There's a minor league track record similar to what we saw out of Jose Martinez before Jose Martinez made his major league debut that would indicate such a thing is capable of happening. And he's had some pretty positive moments with the St. Louis Cardinals and a brief, brief taste. Uh, And I think that he's good in the role that Jose Martinez used to have. Uh, But we don't know for sure just yet that he's as good as Jose Martinez. I definitely think the, the possibility is there. Cloud Kareem says, Junior Fernandez looked much better today. It was great. Again, the, if you're going to take one, if you had to take one positive thing to take from today, for me, it'd be Junior Fernandez. I, uh, I am very, very happy about Junior Fernandez um, uh, and his performance today. There were a couple other things, uh, but that, to me, that's the one thing that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hang my hat on uh, and get, you know, take away from this game. How good is Paul DeYoung? Cheers to the soon-to-be NL MVP. Uh, again, not sure about the NL MVP thing, but he's gotten off to a great start. He's done nothing but improve year after year, uh, and here's to hoping that Mr. Paul DeYoung can keep it up. He's also a very intelligent man and a good guy. So to Paul DeYoung, we definitely raise our glass. Keep it up, bud. Uh, John Redbird says, It feels strange to have so few pinch hitters and such. It definitely feels weird that so few Cardinals are being used. Um, I agree with that. But other than that, I don't feel like the game is any different now that the DH is universal universal for this one season. Like, I, I definitely think that it's a bummer that Ravello isn't getting at-bats and not Austin Dean because I don't care about Austin Dean, but I would have liked to have seen Edmund Amundo Sosa get in a bat. You know, I'd like to see Kisner or Weeders get some at-bats, uh, Ravello. Uh, but, yeah, like, other than that, it seems like baseball is baseball to me, and that makes me happy. Uh, but, yeah, you're right. It's weird that there aren't the pinch hitters like there used to be. Uh, uh, Ron, Nuttall says Bader, uh, Ron Nuttall says Bader, only five at-bats, but doesn't look like he's adjusted. He's taken a couple hit-by-pitches. And, again, I, I don't know how I feel about it because I think he's taking better at-bats than we've seen. And, again, you're talking about the bottom of the barrel uh, from a starting point, of course. But I think he's taking better at-bats. I think he's making more contact to extend at-bats. And I think those are all positives. I, again, I don't have the highest hopes or the highest aspirations for him in the first place. 
but I'm aware of that bias, and I, I'm using that to preface when I say that I don't expect it to get better. But I do think it's it's not fair to say that you can't see improvements. It's just how much the improvements actually matter and how applicable they are. Uh, and I can't say that I've seen enough to feel one way or the other about it personally. Quinn says, Austin Dean sleeper MVP candidate. That's funny. Uh, a. Neatman says, if Cards knew the DH was coming, would they have pulled the trigger on Ozuna? You know, again, it's the same thing here. I sure hope not. Um, I, again, maybe if you have a, a, a season short in 60 games and you're only paying, you know, Marcelo Ozuna 30%, 37% of $18 million, you know, maybe, maybe you pull that trigger. But for me, the most important thing was always getting Lane Thomas and Tyler O'Neill more at bats, uh, getting Tommy Edmond at bats. Uh, and Matt Carpenter was going to play. So I would suggest that even with the DH, they probably wouldn't have pulled the trigger on Ozuna. Maybe they would have been willing to expand whatever one-year offer they had with him. Um, uh, but I, I don't know for sure. You know, I, I, I don't think so. I, and personally, again, I know Marcelo Zuna has two home runs in three games. Uh, I know he's, ta- he's hammering the ball. I know he had another bad play out in left field. Um, but I still think it was the right thing to do. Uh, and remember, that they got a draft pick out of that. that that's huge doings. Uh, that draft pick is why they have uh, Burleson, right? Am I wrong about that? Hold on. It would have been, hence would have been the compensatory pick that they traded uh, for the Rays. So it would have been uh, Alec Burleson. But without that money, they wouldn't have been able to get Hence and Win and Walker. So I'm all for it, um, and uh, uh, I think that they made the right move. Uh, CDY Fire says, I like Lane as our everyday center fielder. Again, that's something that I've been stumping for for over a year now. It's something that I hope we get to see. Um, but I also am not ready to close a book on Harrison Bader based on the little bit I've seen in two games. Uh, but I love the fact that Lane Thomas does have the potential to be a very good everyday left fielder. Claude Kareem says, would love to see Ponce or Gomber in place of Hudson. Again, me too. I, I've been one to say since day one that I think Ryan Helsley would have been a better starting option than Dakota Hudson. Uh, but again, he, let's, not, let's not ignore the fact that for three innings, Dakota Hudson pitched really well with the aid of the amazing throwing arm of Yadier Molina and catching acumen of Yadier Molina. Uh, and that... We should be very happy that the Cardinals have options behind him that can sub in if things don't go right. Uh, Steve Morgan, and why Black Lives Matter on the mound? Since when is politics allowed at the stadium? If baseball is as political as America is. Tyler22 says, I think a 162-game season would have really helped uh, this team gain an edge with their all-around depth. Yeah, for sure, uh, uh, Tyler22. I agree. That was... You know, uh, when I was on um, uh, Two Birds on the Bats, uh, 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 Bow Ties and Bullshit, that was something that Jim Cromer and I talked about quite a bit. Uh, this, the Cardinals specifically, because of how deep they are, can really make up a lot of ground later on in a 162-game season because they're not missing as many parts as people get injured and fatigued. So, um, yeah, you're right, you're right. But it also helps them, as we've seen with the Marlins. I mean, can you imagine if any – like, say, for instance, the Cubs lost five players, any five players from their 30. They wouldn't be able to make it up the way that the St. Louis Cardinals have. So I think that even in a 60-game season, the amount of depth and major league ready talent that the Cardinals have, um, I think that um, I think that they're still in a good position because of that depth. Cloud Cream says, uh, I don't want to get into it. I think Nelson Cruz did roids. Yeah, he lost. Uh, Nelson Cruz lost uh, 60 games or whatever, whatever it was, for steroids. Um, uh, so, um, yeah. Uh, 
but I, you know, I still want him in the Hall of Fame. I don't care. Look, A Rod's going to get in the Hall of Fame, or somebody's going to get in the Hall of Fame that's done steroids. It's going to let them all in and put them in anyways. Who cares? Fourteen to one. Oof, Mets already given up. Yep, the poor Mets. The poor Mets. Hey, has Michael Walker pitched yet? Any word on what Michael Walker's doing? Holden says, uh, DTSN STL card says, a good defensive center fielder is so valuable. I love watching Harrison Bader out there. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But, you know, I think sometimes we overvalue defense quite a bit, especially in center field. I think center field defense is beautiful and wonderful and amazing. But remember, that 2011 World Series team had John Jay flanked by Alan Craig slash Matt Holliday and Lance Berkman. And what I'm getting at is you're the sum of your parts. So if you're a team like the Cardinals who needs everyone to pitch in offensively and you, you know, you have, look, no one's going to match what Harrison Bader does defensively in center field. He's one of the three best in the league, if not the best. Uh, But if you have a guy in Lane Thomas who might be one of the 20 best who's going to be able to perform offensively better, then that's a move you have to make. Every baseball team is the sum of their parts. And, you know, good outfield defense is good outfield defense. Uh, uh, and great outfield defense when it's attached to someone like Jim Edmonds is amazing, or Ken Griffey Jr., or Andrew Jones. But when it's attached to someone like Harrison Bader, what we've seen on Harrison Bader, uh, up until now, and again, he could turn it all around, um, it doesn't mean a goddamn thing to me. Uh, Again, the Cardinals won a World Series with John Jay, who played a great, a really, really good defensive center field, uh, flanked by Holiday slash Craig and Lance Berkman who had played first base up until that moment, other than a little bit of outfield here and there. So I think that we overvalue defensive outfield, especially from center field, uh, uh, in the name of the offense that you need to substitute for that. Um, Iowa next is any info on the lefty pitcher, Belger, the Cardinal side? No, I've got nothing. Uh, better Cardinal muscle, Bader glute or O'Neal biceps. Bader's got some serious glutes. And I'm not, you know, of course I'm going to say O'Neal's biceps, but I definitely think that uh, 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 Bader's glutes don't get the love that they deserve. Uh, so, you know what? I was going to say O'Neal's biceps. And the answer is O'Neal's biceps, but I'm going to say Bader's glutes. Quinn says, someone paid to put a cardboard cutout on Chipper Jones at City Field. That's funny. I respect that. See, that's what I'm talking about. Uh, let's, uh, let's make it weird. I, I hate that there aren't cardboard cutouts of people and dogs or whatever at Bush. There's not a reason not to do it. There is not a reason not to do it. Uh, if you want to... If you want to leave some spots for cameramen and scouts, although scouts aren't allowed in the game, you want to leave some spots for cameramen or whatever, uh, be my guest. But put them out there. You know, the only fun can come of it. BR Shuff says, but is Ravelo's coffee as good as Jose Martinez? Uh, I don't know, but we uh, somebody needs to get to Ron Hell Ravelo and tell him that uh, coffee helps you lose weight. Uh, because remember the whole narrative that we've heard nonstop on the broadcast is that he lost 15 pounds during the uh, – um, uh, during the quarantine. Uh, so maybe if you tell him it's coffee, he'll start making and roasting his own. Uh, would your shirt be, Crawfee25 uh, says, would your shirt be on or off on your cardboard cutout? Uh, I think that I would do whatever you guys would want, no doubt about it. Uh, e. Sarkova says, I'd slurp your diarrhea out of the toilet. Uh, so would most, which is funny because honestly, I've had diarrhea all day. There might still be some remnants in there. Feel free to go diving. I would rather, Mark Trayton says, I would rather extend Ozuna and trade Bader or Thomas for something. I think we all overvalue Marcelo Ozuna. Let's not get overexcited about two home runs in three games. Uh, 68 Inches and Ugly says, why aren't they painting Thomas? Why aren't they playing Thomas over Fowler? Uh, because the Cardinals, and especially Mike Schilt, Mike Schilt has a great relationship with Dexter Fowler. 
Um, and that probably has a lot to do with it. But also, so far, up until today, two of the three games, Dexter Fowler has come through in the clutch in big situations. So let's not be quick to cast Dexter Fowler out. Uh, the better question is, why isn't Thomas playing over Harrison Bader? Uh, again, it's the same thing. I believe Mike Schilt has loyalty. I believe the Cardinals want to see what they have out of Bader before they move to, to, to Thomas. Uh, so that's what I think is going on there. Um, again, look, there are a lot of things that can be said about Mike Schilt. He, I think he's a great manager. I think he's a great player's manager. But I think that there are a lot of similarities there. And we're going to start seeing him more and more as the year creeps in to Mike Matheny. Uh, and we saw it today with Dakota Hudson. Again, they probably would have lost the game anyway, so it's not that big, de- big of a deal. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I think that, uh, I think to your question, why aren't they playing Thomas over Fowler? It's because Fowler is getting paid because he's produced so far up until today and so far this season in this very, very short, small sample size season. Uh, and I, I think that's why, uh, he's scheduled to pitch tomorrow. Thomas is greater than Bader. I agree. Can Carlson handle center again? I view Carlson as an, uh, an average to flashing slightly above average center field. Now he does. In my opinion, he plays too shallow. I think he needs to back up a little bit, and I think that that'll help him quite a bit. Sometimes he gets crossed up at that last second before he makes a catch. But, yeah, you know, can he handle it? He's not going to do any worse than John Jay ever did out there tracking baseballs. Um, But he still needs to improve. He still needs more reps out there. Uh, Remember, this is a kid who played first base all the way up until he was drafted and then played right field up until last year when he was put in center field. So there's still adjustment that needs to happen. Um, But... I think he can definitely handle center. Again, for me personally, I like the pecking order of Thomas, then Carlson, uh, because I want to see Lane Thomas get a real chance. Marchayton says, Chris Bryant cut out at Bush would be hilarious. Yeah, I'm all about it. Uh, did you see that the fastest Cardinal via stat cast was Tyler O'Neill? Strange but true. Yeah, so uh, if I'm not wrong, uh, uh, Edmund, Bader, and O'Neill are all in like the top 10 of stat cast speeds. Uh, Eric B says, yeah, Chipper was the one that put his cut out there. His son, Shay, is next to them. That's really cool. I like that a lot. Uh, what about Helsley's quads? Friggin' cards. Friggin' cards. I'm going to raise my glass of uh, pina colada to you. I'm going to raise my glass of bourbon to you and your wonderful family. And I'm going to say Helsley's quads over O'Neill's biceps and Bader's glutes all day, every day. No doubt about it. Way to get that. You deserve that. Way to go, friggin' cards. Debt282 says, how long would a cardboard cutout of Deckinger last at Bush? Oh, man. That, see, even that's funny. Like, sure, it hits and it hurts and all that. But, yeah, that's fun. And it's also, I don't know. Like, I love it. Put the cardboard cutouts up. Shirt's off, Kyle. Duh. Yeah, I'm with you. Look, more than likely my shirt would be off. I don't think that they'd let me have a Prospects After Dark shirt on. I think that'd be hilarious. You know, at Bush, it's just like an entire section of me wearing Prospects After Dark t-shirts. I think that'd be just as funny as me with my shirt off. Uh, Quinn says, the Young's baseball and acting abilities have both improved. Yeah, that applesauce commercial with Paul DeYoung and Paul Goldschmidt is gold. I, I know some people like cringe at it, and it's cringeworthy. But as someone who has lived an absolutely cringeworthy life, I love and enjoy every second of it. Uh, CDY Fire Fry says, Bro Neal is Ozuna. Just needs the at-bats to prove it. Yeah. Remember, you know, at this point, Ozuna only has one more home run than O'Neal. Uh, and O'Neal, even with the kick and the ball around, still plays a better left field than Ozuna has, even though O'Neal doesn't have as much time in left field as Ozuna has. Uh, the kick and the ball was bad for O'Neal. He'll get over it. He'll be fine. I think we've already seen him make better adjustments on reads in left field, and I think that that's a positive. James goes, boom, says Carlson plays deep second base. Uh, no, he's just – think about it this way. He's like – He's just too shallow for his skill set, if that makes sense. 
I think, and again, I think that's probably a Willie McGee thing because I don't remember him playing so shallow at Memphis or Springfield last year. Um, I, I think he'd do better to just be, you know, another five steps back. Uh, John Redbird says, what does Alex Reyes need to do to get back to bigs and play? Cards have a lot of competent pitchers. He needs to prove that he can command his stuff. He needs to keep his velocity up. He needs to recover healthily from whatever kept him out, COVID or whatever, that kept him out from a uh, summer camp. He needs to build up his arm strength. Uh, but yeah, that's, I mean, that's my answer. There's probably nothing that he could show other than those things at, uh, uh, at Springfield right now to find his way to the majors. You know, he needs in, in a, what, in 10 days, the Cardinals have to reduce their roster from 30 to 20, uh, 29 to 28. I mean, from 30 to 28, but it's 29 to 28, but it'll be 30 when Gallegos comes back on Tuesday, reduced to 28. Um, uh, so, you know, as you're reducing the lineup, you, you have, like, you, he almost has to root for people ahead of him to do bad. And I, I don't see that happening. You know, he just needs to bear down and, and be so good at Springfield that they're calling up to St. Louis and saying, look, it's, it's his time. You got to get him in. Uh, BR Chef says, honest, or he needs a bunch of people to get COVID or hurt to find his way to the major leagues. That could happen too. BR Chef says, Kyle, honest question. Where would you put Cecil's contract and pecking order of worst in St. Louis history? Uh, it's bad. I mean, they got very little for him. The Tino Martinez contract was worse to me because they gave him money and they expected him to perform and it didn't work. I think you could probably argue that the Dexter Fowler contract is right on par with it. And honestly, I don't know much about uh, the contracts of the past, you know, beyond 95 or whatever to really dive into that. But you know, I, it's definitely one of the five worst, more than likely. Um, and uh, it'd be hard to argue that it's not one of the worst of modern times. Although, again, to me, that Tino Martinez contract was, was every bit as bad, if not worse. Uh, Tyler22 says, how is the pina colada mix any good? Uh, the Zing Zang mixes are amazing, from what I understand. I've only had the pina colada. I've heard good things about, uh, uh, like, their strawberry daiquiri. And, of course, everyone loves their Bloody Mary I would definitely get that Zing Zang mix, yo. No doubt about it. If you like pina colada, all you got to—it's there's no alcohol in it. It comes in little cans, and all you got to do is throw some Bacardi in there. Get a little bit of rum in there, uh, just a shot and a half with like one of the small uh, uh, cans, and it's perfect. Uh, let's see. CDY Fry says, "Does anybody actually watch Pat without a drink in their hand?" Yeah, some guys have blunts. Some people have blunts. It's one of the two, usually. Quinn says, O'Neal will never do anything that approaches Ozuna's defensive gem from last year. Quinn brings up a great point. We need to recognize that we will never see anything as majestic, uh, as magical, as wonderful as the play on April 16th that we saw out of Marcelo Ozuna last year where he climbed the wall and then dove from the wall as if he was Spider-Man trying to save Mary Jane, uh, uh, but instead crash-landed in a bridge. Uh, that was my favorite moment of last season. Uh, there were a lot of great real moments, but that was by far my favorite moment. And I'll be honest with you, I don't know if I've enjoyed a moment more watching the St. Louis Cardinals, including championships, including freeze, uh, like all of it. Uh, I, I love that moment. It's potentially my favorite thing that's ever happened uh, to the St. Louis Cardinals. And, uh, you know, God bless him for being that, for having that, for having that moment as a member of the Cardinals. Uh, Fuzzle Light says, if Carlson gets called up, what spot in the lineup would you put him? I like what, look, I, I think that long-term, Dylan Carlson is a number two hitter. Uh, uh, 
you could probably lead him off. You might be able to hit him third or fourth. But I like the idea. You call him up. You put him in that nine spot. I, I like the way that the Cardinals are turning over the lineup except for today. Uh, and then then work him in. You know, that's that's not a bad thing for him. There's there's something like something we've talked about with Dylan Carlson for the last couple of years um, that, that we need to talk about again is I think that some Cardinal fans – fair – I think that some Cardinal fans think that Dylan Carlson is going to come up and he's going to be a savior and an immediate offensive impact player. But I firmly believe while he will be an, a league average or slightly above above league average hitter for a couple years, we're not going to see the type of offensive impact that everyone assumes is coming until, you know, two to three years down the road. He's That is a slow burn. It's going to be a slow burn for Dylan Carlson. So part of the reason why I am all for – what the Cardinals are doing this year with Tyler O'Neill and Lane Thomas and Harrison Bader and Dexter Fowler is I think Cardinal fans view Dylan Carlson as an offensive savior immediately. And he is not, it's going to take a couple years of him being a role player transitioning into impact to really, really feel what he's capable of being. Uh, that's, that's how he plays the game. He feels it out and then he, he takes advantage of it. So, you know, for me, it's like, just find a spot where he can be comfortable when he finally makes his major league debut and give him a chance to earn the rest. But I think long-term, you're talking about a perfect and ideal number two hitter. Uh, Stu says, Reds ro- Stu style says, Reds rotation is looking filthy right now, and they still drop two or three against the Tigers. Yeah, uh, that's a great point. Um, again, you know, you're talking about going up against the offensive acumen of the Tigers, so let's not, not invest too much into it. As you know, you were saying that, I think, in our group chat earlier, Stu. But uh, yeah, the, yeah, the Sonny Gray, Castillo, uh, uh, Bauer—they're uh, deep. That's a deep team. That's a good team. It's going to be a hell of a race between the Cardinals, Cubs, and Reds. I, I think that the Cubs have already exposed the the, uh, the Brewers for being bad, and we know how bad the Pirates are. Um, although that Brubaker, that reliever who came in today was filthy. There's something special there with that kid. I, it, I'm with I'm with. I think Dan said it in the game, or maybe Brad did. Uh, that kid's got to start. That he's not starting for Pittsburgh is nuts. Um, but, yeah, so Pittsburgh has a couple interesting bullpen arms for sure. Uh, but uh, other than that, like, I think we know for sure we're going to see a three-team race between the Cubs, Cards, and Reds. Which, you know, as a Cardinal fan, um, not a as, – as a baseball fan, trying to get myself out of a Cardinal fan, like, I'm excited about the Reds being competitive. Construction GM – or Constru- Construct GM 14 says – would Carlson call up be a good shot in the arm for the team? The, they just won two of three games. Like, what kind of shot in the arm would you expect that to be? Uh, I think, you know, so the thing about the shot in the arm is it's all about timing with that. And this is still a team that probably trusts Dexter Fowler in a team in a clubhouse that still trusts Harrison Bader. Like, you only use it as a shot in the arm if you need an injection. And I would say two game, three games in, one series in, you don't need that injection yet. Now, if we're talking about somewhere down the line, which is what you're probably saying, and I'm probably just jumping you uh, uh, unwarrantedly, um, then yeah, yeah, he could definitely be a shot in the arm somewhere down the line. But uh, you can't have a shot in the arm three games into the season, not like that, not six games in. You know, maybe if they lose like the White Sox did to the Twins, you know, the White Sox just pummeled the Twins over the last couple games. You know, if they lose the next two games, like 14 to 2, then we might be having a different conversation. You know, if the outfielders go 0 for 10 every game with 5 Ks, then maybe we're talking about something different. Maybe we're having a different conversation. You know, that's the one exception to all of this. 
Um, but yeah, yeah, he could definitely be an injection if and when he makes his debut. James Goes Boom says, no blunt, but a nice piece of pie. Ooh, what kind of pie, James Goes Boom? You got to tell me. I love cherry pie. BR Chef says, is there anyone here living in Iowa who knows if we can get UCBC or Schlafly in Iowa? Where at? Help our good friend uh, BR Chef out. Gus Sports says, cheers to you. I raise my pina colada. Gus Sports, cheers. Uh, Eric says his team needs a shot in the arm. Uh, Victoria says, a tuna sandwich and coffee. Victoria, what kind of coffee are you drinking? I'd love to know. And you know, uh, I don't know if you're, you said a tuna sandwich. I love tuna salad. I love egg salad. I love tuna salad, uh, chicken salad. I love all those salad sammies. Cardinals fan 022 says, do you agree O'Neal should be in Yachty's spot in the lineup? No. No, look, I don't have a problem with the lineup right now. Let's see what it looks like once they get through Minnesota uh, and then Chicago. Let's see what it looks like, and then I'll have a stronger feeling about it one way or the other. Um, I think that maybe my gripe is I'd like to see O'Neal and Fowler swapped. I think that's the better move, and I think long-term, if everything's going well, you definitely want O'Neal and Yachty swapped. But I think right now I'm fine with how it is, uh, albeit hoping that they're aggressive when it comes time to be aggressive about changing it. Uh, BR Chef says, UCBC's Urban Chestnut Bruco. Uh, Fuzzle Light says, completely agree with you on Carlson. James Goes Boom says, how are the Hitchcock and Scully on the team? Uh, how are the Hitchcock, who, I guess you're asking, who are the Hitchcock and Scully on the team from Brooklyn Nine-Nine? So the two guys who kind of don't do anything, who just kind of sit there, uh, and maybe eat and seem clueless. Um, you know, I don't think they have that. I think, uh, yeah, I don't think they have that. I don't. Although you could probably argue since neither of the catchers are ever going to get any time uh, other than one inning here and there, uh, that maybe Weeders and Kisner are the Hitchcock and Scully uh, because they really don't have any work to do, um, but not because of their personality or their, their brains. Uh, Cards Gift says his slider was disgusting, and my assumption is that we are talking about uh, the pitcher, the relief pitcher um, for the Pirates today, and you are definitely right about that. Austin Dale says, I want to be a fantasy football league with you. Let's do it. I don't know anything about fantasy football, Austin Dale. Uh, you know, when the Cardinals left St. Louis, I was one of those jaded fans who stopped a Cardinals. When the Rams left St. Louis, I was one of those jaded fans who stopped watching the NFL. Um, uh, not to disrespect the Rams that played here. I love all those guys, as our good friend Holden will tell you. I'm constant, like, every time he brings up Steven Jackson, I'm pounding the like button, the heart button. Um, but uh, I don't know anything about football anymore. I watch college football, uh, but I don't, like, get into it like I used to. Hopefully we get college football. Hopefully this all passes and we get a vaccine and all that stuff. But uh, who knows? Coach Brett Bond said, I've listened to Mike Shannon three straight days. John Rooney is babysitting. Yeah, uh, who, that's how that spot's been for 10 years now, and I can't get enough of it. Tyler22 says, I know it's early and nitpicky, but the two-hole feels too high for Edmund. Would like to see O'Neal. Yeah, so I think we're the one thing that I feel confident is we're not going to see O'Neal on the two-hole because I don't think Mike Schilt believes you should have a guy who strikes out that much. Um, I definitely am one of those guys who subscribes to the Tony LaRusso philosophy of having a little bit of extra jump at the two-spot, a little extra pop in the two-spot. Uh, but I think once they get going, you know, Colton Wong leading off has been tough. I'll be honest, I'd like to see the two of them switch. I'd like to see Edmund lead off and Colton bat two. I think that's better for the lineup. And also the way that the lineup would flip then, you'd be able to have switch hitting um, Edmund leading off, which would change the dynamic there. 
But I'm not really uh, I'm not really on board with that. Now I do think I do think that Lane Thomas say that a week from now Lane Thomas is your everyday center fielder. I think there's an argument to be made that Lane in the two spot would be really interesting. But uh, yeah, look, I don't have any feelings really about the lineup just yet. I, I thought that there's been some positives. Today was kind of an all-around negative, uh, and I want to see what it looks like when they get through this this road trip. Uh, and who's still standing? Because honestly, half of these guys could get COVID, and we could be having a completely different conversation. Gus Sports uh, said something to Coach Bond. Uh, CDY Fire says, knowing the Cardinals' management, uh, it's probably a good thing we don't see Carlson, uh, meaning we are on a roll. That Yeah, so again, maybe that's a positive here. Maybe that's what we take. Is uh, My belief is that we won't see Dylan Carlson until we need to see him. Uh, and if you don't need to see him, then that means things are going really well. Coach Brett Bond says, uh, Rooney reminds me of my mother when she would take us to the nursing home to visit my great-grandma. Oof, man, you're right, though. Uh, James Goes Boom says, French soap, that coffee is delicious. Victoria says, tuna salad, and then blueberry iced coffee. Wow, that sounds really, really, really good. Jeff Niehaus says, tuna salad better have some peas in it. Look, I'm all about it one way or the other. Uh, B Corp says, no Schlafly in Iowa, but they do in PA, Indiana, and KY. That's a bummer. You know, no Urban Chestnut or Schlafly in Iowa is a bummer. Coach Brett Bond says, my mom as Rooney, now Granny, you. Uh, fear, uh, Foster the person. Hey, what's up, Foster? Uh, super late, accidentally smoked up the whole kitchen. Give me the too long, do not read of World Series. Uh, too long, did not read a World Series? Question mark. Let's not go to the World Series just yet. What we will say are there were uh, plenty more positives than there were negatives in the first series. Uh, kind of a rough day today. But uh, still some positives to take. We see the areas that they need to build on. Uh, we know that they can't make mistakes like they made today. They made too many base running mistakes, too many blunders, gave away too many hits. They've got to be as close to perfect on a daily basis as possible. But all in all, it was a pretty uh, fruitful weekend for the St. Louis Cardinals. Again, to the opening series, uh, St. Louis Cardinals, we raise our glass. Taking two or three is a good start. Bolt Holt says, hello, Kyle. Hello, Bolt Holt. Uh, as he walks on in here, we raise our glass uh, to Mr. Uh, Jeff Carlson. Mr. Jeff Carlson, thank you so much for being here. I hope everything is going well for the Carlson family. We love you guys, uh, and uh, we're thinking about you. Everyone here can't wait for Dylan to make his debut. Uh, as we just said a second ago, as Cardinal fans, we almost feel like if he if Dylan doesn't make his debut, that means things are going really well for the Cardinals, so it's kind of a double-edged sword because we all want to see Dylan do well, but we don't want to see the Cardinals do bad. And it almost seems like those two things are going to have to go like uh, on opposite directions. Like the Cardinals are going to have to be bad for Dylan to make his debut. Uh, but either way, we're rooting for him. We're rooting for you guys. We can't wait to see him in the majors when it happens. Uh, to the Carlson family, we raise our glass. Sorry, I got. Let me do something real fast. Uh, don't mean that. Uh, Coach Brent Bond says, "Don't mean that." At least not in front of the kids. Yeah, no, you make a good point about the uh, the way that. Uh, um, uh, hold on. Sorry about that. Yeah. All right. So, uh, let's see. Uh, yeah. So right now Shannon's bad. He's not great. Uh, and you know, the other day he sounded really tired too, uh, for the inner squad game, which really bummed me out. But, uh, I'm glad we get to hear his voice, even if sometimes it's, um, uh, nonsense. Now as someone who talks nonsense, non-stop i respect that so i won't say much bolt holt says what is your ideal lineup in two weeks my ideal lineup in two weeks uh my ideal lineup in two weeks 
uh, would be, I think I'd do Edmund. My ideal lineup, again, my ideal lineup, Edmund, Carlson, Goldie, DeYoung, O'Neal, Yachty. Oh, wait, no, no, no. I, I want to start over. Edmund at third, Carlson in right, Goldie at first, Paul DeYoung at short, Carp is the DH, O'Neal in left, Yachty in center, Wong at second, and Thomas in, uh, uh, in center. I don't know what I just said. You guys know what I'm trying to say. Uh, uh, based on what you know. That's, a, like, that's, that's what I would ideally want. Now, if I could be realistic and talk about the players that they have, I would just want them to swap out Bader and Thomas. Uh, you can jump to Denver Broncos, Missouri West. Hey, look, my brother Jim is a huge Denver Broncos fan. Uh, the Denver Broncos have gone out of their way to draft Missouri Tigers, so I definitely have a soft spot in my heart for the Denver Broncos. Construct GM says, how do you believe Carlson will adjust to Major League Pitching? I heard he has a good eye. Look, um, and again, Mr. Carlson's in here now. And you know, uh, by the way, I always say hello to Mr. Jeff Carlson. I want to say hello to Mrs. Karen Carlson, too, as well, who uh, is also part of this family. Uh, we talk about Dylan. We talk about Tanner. We talk about uh, we talk about Tanner very little, but we talk about Dylan and we talk about uh, Jeff. But Karen, I wanted to say hello. Thank you for being a pad person. I think you guys are wonderful. Uh, I love chatting with you guys, and I love that you're a part of this. Um, but yeah, look, I think Dylan is going to adjust really well to major league pitching. I don't think power is going to be there immediately because I think power is just a byproduct of the rest of his game. I think it'll come when it comes. I think you're talking about OBP over anything to start because of his, his feel for hitting. You know, I, I think that you're going to see in two years him be a doubles machine, kind of like uh, taking a step back. I think what you're looking at is something similar to the career trajectory of Matt Carpenter just five years earlier. Like, that's what I think is going to happen. I think you're going to see a guy, and longer because it happens five years earlier. I think you're going to see a guy who maybe at first is, you know, hits 265 with a 365 on-base percentage and, you know, not a slug that'll blow you away, but it'll get you right about the 800 OPS line. And then I think the next year you're going to see a ton of doubles as he's adjusted and gotten more comfortable with his swing and his approach. And I think the next year you're going to see more home runs. And then I think you're going to see a guy knocking down all-stars. Uh, I think it's going to happen that way because he, he has the feel and the understanding and the mind and the makeup for it all. Coach Brett Vaughn says, to clarify, I still love Handsome Mike. Uh, it's entertaining. Uh, talk, I love you, Brazil. Uh, uh, Bronco Nyekandonoku says, talk, I love you, Brazil. Uh, Brazil. Fuzzy Light says, do you think Tyler Webb be used for multiple innings in a game like today? Very underrated pitcher. I do think that we give, I think that Tyler Webb has earned at least a little bit of respect from Cardinal Nation. Uh, I, I think we all expect it to just kind of fall apart eventually. And I think part of that is driven by the fact that the Cardinals have had a lot of left-handed pitchers have like one good year and then fall apart. But Tyler Webb is really good. And he's been really good with the Cardinals uh, for a year and now a game or whatever. And that makes me happy. He looks like Mike Schilt's son. And I am really hoping that uh, that continues. Now, the one thing I want to say as we bring up Tyler Webb and the three batter minimum, it's important because I don't think a lot of people know this just looking at Twitter. If a, Look, you can bring in Tyler Webb for the eighth inning for one out. It, and then you can go to a different pitcher. But if you start him for the ninth, he has to get two additional – he has to face two additional hitters. If he starts the next inning, he has to complete the three batter minimum. It's not like, okay, I just 
completed the eighth. I got that one batter that I faced out, and then I can start the ninth and only see one guy. No, they have to see two guys. That's why he pitched to the first two batters in the ninth yesterday. That is part of the rules. That's part of the three-batter rule, uh, three-batter minimum rule, and it's something that I think needed a little bit of clarification. But, yeah, look, I I was one of those guys who wanted the Cardinals to bring in every left-handed reliever because I expected Tyler Webb to fall apart last year, and he didn't. So I raised my glass of pina colada to Tyler Webb. To you, sir, keep up the good work. Uh, BR Shuff says, good night, Kyle and fellow Paddians. Uh, Iowa loves you all. We love you too, BR Shuff. I'll raise my glass of bourbon to you, sir. Uh, thank you for being a part of it. Good luck finding the urban chestnut in the Schlafly. Uh, how can I get KK on the show? Is there a good roster to download from Tadpole1865? You know, Tadpole, I don't know. Uh, let me tell you what I did. Uh, this is how I play MLB The Show. I don't have a whole lot of time to play video games. So what I did is when I bought the game the day before it came out or whatever, whatever rosters were live there happened. I created pad people. Uh, I do a dynasty. I have all of the levels as low as possible. I hit, I just go off offensively. I throw no hitters in franchise. uh, And that's what I do because that keeps me loose. I've got a stressful job sometimes. Uh, It it keeps my my stress down. It keeps my tension down. It allows me to hit 150 home runs with Dylan Carlson and Paul DeYoung uh, in a season. Uh, So I'm not going to be able to help you, but I'm sure that there's a good roster download. Uh, Joe Doyle, MILB at Twitter. He's he's involved in some of that stuff, and I know he puts a lot of work and time into it. So look up. Uh, uh, let me let me try to get you the let me try to get you the Joe. Uh, hold on. Let me try to get you the the Twitter handle. Yeah, it's uh, at Joe Doyle MILB, and look up his stuff. And he, uh, he look from what I understand, just talking to my people, is he has the most up to date rosters. And he also has the most accurate stances and faces and um, mechanics and all that stuff. So look up Joe Doyle. Uh, let's see. We all owe the birds on the black guys for spoiling our fan base with great content. Yeah, again, so I still have some booze. We still have a little bit of time left in Prospects After Dark. We're not done yet. Uh, it's a little early for this one, but I'm going to do it anyways. For my birds on the black family, look. Uh, 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 Zach does Nerds on the Black. It's on Tuesday. Hopefully, I'll do it this coming Tuesday. I'm really excited about it to get Zach's take on some of the Cardinal stuff. Uh, Tara and Alex, Tara Wellman and Alex Chris and Foley do Chirps. It's amazing. It's beautiful. It's a great podcast. Uh, uh, I love it. It's my favorite thing to be a part of it every once in a while is an honor. Uh, Stu Styles finally is getting to put out his scorecards, his game recaps. They're better than anything. He does it with Nicholas Childress. All people that I love. Cardinals Gifts, of course, puts us all in our, not in our place. There's some type of connotation that goes with that that I don't want to come across. But Cardinals Gifts is our, uh, our, our, our shwami, our guru. He put it all together and he makes it worth doing. Uh, and then Ben Sarudi, who chips in with, uh, he had his player projections, but he chips in with some amazing stuff too. Ben is a great guy who I've had the pleasure to meet, uh, share a little bit of lunch with and beer with uh, and talk to every once in a while. Uh, I, I feel honored and privileged to be a part of the Birds on the Black community. We're also doing something after games now. Uh, uh, it's called Blackout or Blacked Out or whatever. And it's just a 10 to 20 to 30 minute uh, wrap up after all the Cardinal games. It's on Periscope. You're going to want to check that out. That's a lot of fun where we talk about the game, specifically about the game. We don't go on rants. We don't go whatever. But we, we, we micromanage uh, from our armchair. Uh, things that happened in the game before, and we talk about it. Check that out. It's a lot of fun. Zach did one. Tara's done a couple of them. They're great. Uh, so to the Birds on the Black family, I raise my glass of bourbon. Uh, to you guys, you're the best. 
Let's see. Well, LOL, you said Yachty in center field. No more bourbon for you. Yeah, too many drinks going on right now. Too many drinks going on. Yachty as catcher. Although, I got to be honest with you. If there was a time, like say that in seven years when Yachty's ready to hang him up, the last game of the season, I hope that they play him at every position. The last game of the regular season, play him at every position. I think that that would be awesome. Mark Hayden. Since there's 16 playoff teams, Cardinals going 30-30 and 30 gives them a good shot at the postseason. Yeah, I think any team that finishes with a 500 record is going to be in the postseason. <sighs> in the postseason. Uh, Gus Sports, any trade deadline targets? Amazingly, only 36 days away. I don't know, man. I don't know. Let's get 15 games in, and let's see who's where. Uh, and try to adjust from there. I, Boy, I don't know. You know, I, I don't know who's a free agent anymore after this year, who hasn't already signed. Maybe JT Real Muto, but not for the Cardinals because of Yachty. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's a, that's a great question. Marcelo Zuna, maybe? No, I'm joking. Um, great question. I've got no answers for you, Gus Sports. I'm sorry. I'm just so excited about baseball happening that I haven't thought about anything else. Uh, Joe Whitner says, is the show going to patch the DH into the NL? I don't know, but I wish I could help you. Um, I wish I could help you. I don't know for sure. Uh, Brian J underscore five says, is it's Joe Doyle, MILB on the roster vault. There you go. Tadpole, awesome. Thanks. If your name is Jeff, you're cool from Pencil Rights. I like that. I agree. Love you. Gifts. Uh, uh, April says, bye, Kyle. It's an, hour, it's an hour later here and we're old. You guys are definitely old. Uh, tell Charlie I'm keeping an eye on his half birthday here in a little bit. Uh, and congratulations on adopting uh, 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 those two pups or that one pup or whatever you guys adopted. Just keep sending me the pictures of the pups, April. Uh, I need them because they're wonderful. Uh, I hope you have a good week, too. So we are finally, an hour and 20 minutes later, we are finally at the end of the comments. Uh, I've got booze, and we're still going to keep going. But uh, all the, we've already given the cheers to our birds on the black family. I want to cheers once again to the pad community for being a part of this. Um, we haven't done pad a lot, right? And there really hasn't been a whole lot to talk about and doing pad on Sunday nights is tough for me because I get a little drunk and then my Monday mornings are really, really tough. Uh, so I've been kind of off on doing pad on Sundays because it's hard on me. Uh, but I want to do it for you guys. The reason I'm still on Twitter, the reason I'm going to do pad, the reason I'm going to try to write when there's shit to write about is because of the pad community. And, uh, hopefully those opportunities present themselves as often as possible. Um, but the, all of that is just to say that the pad people, uh, uh, not only the, the, the nameless people or the people that I speak with on a regular basis, uh, but, you know, or the Carlsons or the Hicks or, you know, the players that I've talked to or the relationships I made with minor league players or members of the organization or members of other organizations. Um, I, it's, it's not just about that. It's about everyone. Pad coming together as one community. Uh, I, all of that is I stutter and stammer like I always do because I'm a freaking asshole is to just say thank you to the pad people for making this worth doing, for bringing out the best in me, uh, uh, and for encouraging me to do this as often as possible. We might end up doing a couple Saturday night pads, and we're going to do Friday night pad as often as possible throughout the season. But anyways, all of this is just to say that you're the reason why I'm doing this. You're the reason why I'm still here uh, uh, for you, and thank you for encouraging me to do it, even though it's tough for me to do on a regular basis. Uh, I will do everything I can to do it on a regular basis for you. We still got plenty of stuff to talk about, and we still got plenty of booze. Uh, April, I hope you have a good week, too. You and Charlie. Tell Charlie I love him. Give him a big kiss. March Hayden says, excited for Blues hockey. I am very excited for hockey. Yeah, I can't wait. You know, on Wednesday at 530 Central Time, the Blues play the Blackhawks 
in an exhibition game. I'm excited for that. On August 2nd, they play Colorado when they start the playoff seeding proceedings. Um, I'm excited about that. Look, I'm excited to get baseball and hockey back. And my hope is that as few people as positive or as few people as possible test positive for this virus so that we actually get a full extent uh, of the sports that I love to watch. And honestly, honestly, keep me going. So, you know, the one thing I'm going to take the glasses off. I feel like there's one thing that I've learned about myself in this last weekend. It's more a reinforcement of what I already knew about myself. And that reinforcement is that baseball is essential to my life. Uh, And I know I'm not in the minority there. I know that a lot of people who are watching this right now are probably in the same boat as me. But baseball is essential to my life, uh, to my happiness, to my, my, my going on. So to feel the way that I felt this entire weekend, I have not had a bad moment this weekend, and I've been on call at work all weekend, to not have a bad moment at all this weekend, even though the Cardinals lost, even though there were some base running blunders, I feel like I have a new appreciation for these completely, truly unimportant things in my life. And baseball and hockey are one of them, blues hockey, Cardinal baseball. And I'm more grateful for them than I've ever been. And I feel more privileged to be able to watch them on a regular basis than I've ever been. And I think sometimes these little things become big things in our lives and we get kind of aggressive about those big things, those little things, because they weigh so big in our lives. And my hope is for me personally, uh, as I have a cathartic release with you guys here, as I have a moment of psychosis with you here, uh, a moment on the uh, on the psychologist uh, uh, sofa, as it were. I think I'm going to try my hardest to appreciate this little thing that weighs a big weighs big in my life than I am to carry the weight of something big that is small. And that's not to say that these things don't matter, that baseball doesn't matter, that hockey doesn't matter. It's to say that I'm going to try my hardest to continue to have these things matter, matter to me in the same way that they used to without them carrying that weight. Uh, it's going to be a tough balancing act, but I'm excited about it. I'm really excited about fully appreciating the sport like I did as a kid because I feel like this is the first time since I've been a teenager maybe that I view this weekend that I viewed the sport the way that I used to through the romantic lens uh, and that's because I didn't have it and now I get to watch it again and the joy is there without the stress and the stress will come of course uh, but all of that is just to say that I am I feel grateful to have baseball back in my life. I feel grateful to have all of you back in my life. Uh, and instead of being down on it, whenever the downtimes come, I'm going to try to be constantly in recognition of the fact that these positive things are happening. And that is baseball and hockey. So to the return of major league baseball, to the public forum, to Twitter, to our lives, uh, Cardinal baseball and soon to be blues hockey and the NHL in particular, I raise my glass uh, to normalcy in a chaotic world. We haven't even talked about Wayno. He looked excellent. Yeah, so other than that second inning when he got overheated, as he said, Wayno looked amazing. And I was really happy about that. Look, I just want to see Wayno perform. I'm anxious to see how Wayno looked on the road without fans. That's going to be interesting. You know, he's been so good at home. Uh, but the, the question mark's always been how he's been going to be on the road. Um, and uh, so I'm excited to see what it looks like on the road without fans. Little Tiny says, Monday will be tough for us, too. We'll get through it together. 
Uh, that's right. All of us boozers are going to have trouble on Monday, but we're going to get through it. CVY Fire says, uh, Fry says, we're spoiled, no fan base as this informed, entertaining content like we do with Pat. To, to you, CDY Fry, uh, to all the Pad people, again, I'm going to polish off my little glass of uh, pina colada here to you. Foster the person says, Psst, if you do it on Twitch, you can make money. Look, um, so here's the thing. I don't give a fuck about making money. I just want to provide content for people. Everyone else is worried about making money. I don't make any money in my full-time job. I don't care about making money. What I just want is I want to have a good, honest communication free for the people to be a part of my life and for me to be a part of theirs. I don't give a fuck about money. Everyone else is grinding. And look, I'm grinding every day at work for that same nugget. Uh, but I don't give a fuck about money. I, I don't want to do this for money. I want to do it for you. I want to do it to have fun. Money means fuck all to me. But when you bring money into this, it's going to ruin it for me. And um, sorry, I got to get more booze. Um, but anyways, like you're right. I could definitely make money on it for Twitch. Uh, I've had some other offers, but I just, I really don't care about any of that. None of that means anything to me. I want this to be as available to the people as possible. Um, and that's what matters to me. Like, I, I don't want to worry about foster the person not being able to afford me on Twitch or whoever to be able to afford me on Twitch. Like I'm not anyone to even subscribe to or pay for it. I don't do anything different than anyone else. I, I will say it's been fun to watch like Tom Ackerman, pirate my idea and improve on it with his garage happy hours it's been fun to watch like jessica kleinschmidt try to turn what i do into something else uh, it's been fun to be a trendsetter in that regard uh but that doesn't mean that i'm going to make this for pay for other people that's not for me that's not who i am um i want you guys to enjoy this i want this to be yours who, who am i to charge for this when this belongs to you as much as it belongs to me crappie 25 says haven't had much experience with this of late what do we do with our Cardinals baseball tomorrow? <laughs> that is a great question. Crawfee 25, great question. I don't know what I'm going to do tomorrow without Cardinal baseball. And just that thought has me so happy. I mean, I'm sad that I won't know what to do without Cardinal baseball tomorrow. Um, but it makes me happy, and that's a great point. Uh, to, to being upset about having two days off after having months and months without baseball. Uh, that is amazing. So, real fast, I am going to finish off this special episode of Prospects After Dark with some Johnny Walker Blue Label. Again, my brother Scott gave this to me for dog sitting. And uh, I'm going to pour enough. Sorry, hi there. I'm going to pour enough that I can get a couple hits off of it. Um, because we still have questions and we still have plenty to talk about. Uh, but we have something special going on, and that's the dawn of baseball in the, 20, the year 2020. But that's a great point. So, to Crappie uh, 25, uh, I raise my glass. That's a great point. That's one you soak in, fam. Jesus Christ. Uh, who do you think is going to win the World Series this year? You know, if I had to guess who's in the World Series, I'll say the Dodgers versus the Twins, and I'll say the Twins win. I think that that'd be great, but I'm anxious to see. I'm anxious to see with my own eyes what the Twins look like on Tuesday and Wednesday with Homer Bailey and Rich Hill pitching, because I think that that's going to say a lot. Um, but, yeah, like, I'll, I'll say the Twins. I'm rooting for the Twins. I like that they were aggressive about paying for Josh Donaldson, about making some trades. Um, I'm rooting for the Twins. Stu says he couldn't say it better himself. To you, Stu. Stu, you do amazing work, bud. Your game recaps, your scorecard, they really warm my heart. Look, you and I were drinking with the rally beers earlier. Um, I don't think everyone else was, but to you. Mm, God, I just want to sip that. Hey, good life, Sean. 
says, love me some Cards baseball. Me too, Sean. Me too. I'm glad you're here, bud. Uh, Ryland Stevens says, I'm a Braves fan, but I love watching the Cardinals play. Just seeing Carpenter and Wong play are good. So, uh, Ryland Stevens, you've got to be feeling pretty good about your Braves team. Uh, I would think that, look, again, if I'm taking my own fandom of the St. Louis Cardinals out of it, I would suspect that you're talking about a Braves-Dodgers NLCS. Um, I'm excited about what the Braves have as a baseball fan. So you got to feel pretty good about your team, but it makes me happy that you get excited about watching the Cardinals. And hopefully, for Cardinal fans, we get to see the best out of Carpenter and Wong in 2020. Uh, Quinn says he was shaking with excitement. Yeah, me too, bud. Me too. I was so excited about opening day. And again, when Tyler O'Neill hit that home run, I celebrated like I've never celebrated in my own apartment. Ever. Ever. Uh, that I lost my fucking mind. I called the home run. I called it off the bat. I knew it was coming. I didn't know it was coming. I, I guessed it was coming. But I felt like I knew it was coming. And when it happened, I was so happy about it. Um, uh, I root for that kid. He's a great kid. And uh, that was the moment where I, like, you know, that little bit I said earlier, that's the moment where it really dawned on me that these big things, these small things are really big. And I just want to appreciate them for the little moments that they have within my life. Uh, so I'm with you. Gift says, the normalcy in a chaotic world uh, episode. I'm about it, bud. You're the best. Dimash11 says, thoughts on how to use Ponce seems underutilized based on pure stuff. Yeah, there isn't a player that's been more underutilized by the St. Louis Cardinals in three years than Daniel Ponce de Leon. He gets a September call-up in 2018, hardly gets used. Gets a September call-up in 2019, hardly gets used. Uh, breaks with the big club, gets used for one inning or for one-third of an inning in the weirdest situation imaginable. Yeah, look, Mike Schilt does not know how to use Daniel Ponce de Leon. And how would I use him? I would have used him today. He would have been in there uh, to start the fifth inning. Uh, actually, he probably would have came in in the fourth inning for Dakota Hudson because I would have been aggressive about getting him out there. Uh, and also, Daniel Ponce de Leon took money out of his own pocket to become the best pitcher he can be. So every inning that he can be used, that he isn't being used, is A, a bad message that the Cardinals are sending to their people, and B, uh, a disservice to your own organization for not using those players. Uh, so yeah, I want to look. How would I use him? I'd get him in there, and I'd get. I'd either get. I'd either get Daniel Ponce de Leon in, in high leverage, or I would get him in uh, in long relief in some capacity. But I wouldn't use him for one fucking batter in the ninth inning. That's the dumbest use of Daniel Ponce de Leon imaginable. What a that was miserable, miserable. You're, you're up by a ton, and you use Daniel Ponce de Leon for one batter. What a joke. Uh, I need a little money from Skywalker. I agree. If you get some easy. Uh, booze is better than money. I agree. Foster the person. It would be free. Just saying we appreciate you all. So again, foster the person. I don't mean uh, I don't mean what I said uh, in any capacity. And I am humbled by the fact that people might be willing to pay to watch this disaster. Uh, but more importantly, what matters to me is that you're all here. And I don't want to change any of that because what matters to me is that uh, we're all in this together uh, as part of the pad people and that this is your program as much as it is mine. There's no way. I should probably, again, Johnny Walker Blue Label. It's like $200 a bottle. I probably shouldn't even drink it. Uh, but with the Cardinals being back on it, and a little thank you to my brother Scott, I raise my glass to you, Scott. Uh, to, to my brother Scott, my brother Michael, and my brother Jim. Uh, my three models of father, along with my own father, um, in life. To them, I raise my glass. It would bring me such joy to see Carlos shut the Twins down. Yeah, it'd be awesome if Carlos matched uh, Jack Flaherty for pitch for pitch. I'd love to see it, and I think it could happen. 
but I am definitely nervous about that Twins team. That team is really fucking good, fam. Really fucking good. Uh, Tyler22 says, it's still free on Twitch. Just give money if you want to. I get you. Uh, Jessica Kleinfeld slid into my DMs a few months ago. Ooh la 